0: welcome to the happy in medicine podcast i'm your host dr christina arnold i'm an expert certified coach and a physician mom i help women physicians go from burnout to happy in medicine let's get started not changing everything all the time is a key pathway to success but how do you pick and choose what to do what to shelf that's what we're talking about in this week's podcast. It will save you so much time, energy, and spinning. And we normally don't go here. Most of my podcasts are geared towards what can you do to get closer to where you're going, but part of getting to your best results possible in a fraction of the time is also looking at what should you not be doing? When should you be putting the brakes on? When should you be shelving those brilliant ideas? That's what you're getting. Never covered before in this week's podcast. This actually happens to be quite a bit of the coaching we do behind the scenes in the group program and private coaching. So I wanted to bring it here to you too, because my private clients have these questions. I'm sure you do too. So here's what you want to start with. You want to know the brains love themselves some busy work. They like organizing, cleaning, Working on projects that have little to do with our main goal, but have us feeling busy and accomplished. We get to check off our boxes. We get to put something on the to do list and remove it. So you might find yourself, you've had a book chapter to do and you find yourself all of a sudden compelled, like you just, it's on fire. You have to get this review article done. It's actually not even due for two years. It makes little sense to work on this review article now because it's not due now. You have this other big project now, but our brain is like, ooh, that's easier. It's the next shiny object. That looks simple. That looks more fun. So I want to do that now. And in some ways, your brain might be right. The review article, it might be more fun to do for many reasons. You get to pick the topic, the pictures. You have so much more agency over it. But if your goal is to get this book done and get it done on time, then we need to be able to constrain our attention. It's possible all of it gets done. But if we do something that doesn't, the review article now doesn't need to get done now. Now we just made it so much harder on ourselves. We have so much more dread for this book chapter. So we want to be able to constrain. And that's what you're going to get in this week's podcast in a really new and powerful way. Know that your brain will not want to constrain. It's going to want to do all the things all the time and then change its mind and do a whole nother new thing, the whole nother time. And then it's going to want to change the website. And then it's going to want to check your social media. And then it's going to want to read that last paragraph you wrote and read it for the fifth time and not really change anything. And then it's going to want to call mom, check and see how she's doing. And then it's going to want to just watch a little bit of 90 Day Fiance just to catch up (laughs) so you can say it's complete. Maybe it wants to organize a silverware drawer. That's what a normal brain is going to do whenever you suggest constraining it. So you want to watch out for these very clever forms of procrastination. It all might sound like kind of a good idea. It allows you to complete a task, you to check a box. But if it doesn't move you closer to your larger goal, it's just an obstacle to what you want. It's just creating more busy work. It's making life harder, not easier for yourself. So how do you decide? This is what we're going to cover today in a really new and fresh way. This is a bit of a behind the scenes. This actually is a very prominent conversation we're having behind the scenes, which is what can we do less of? What can we say no to more of? How can we really constrain our focus? It doesn't mean we stop contributing to the world. It actually means we contributed a much higher level, much simpler, but it involves constraint. And there is a process to that. I'll walk you through some of that process here today. This becomes very relevant because if you're a busy physician, you're going to have a plethora of brilliant ideas all of the time. And you will also have infinite tasks. People are always going to be asking your children, your partner, your boss, the people you work with are always going to have infinite tasks for you. PubMed, We'll have bazillions of papers. You can't read them all, right? There's always going to be infinite stuff. So being able to constrain to the ideas and activities that will produce the most desired results, the best results, as fast as possible. This is going to be the difference between living a life that feels driven by overwhelmed fear and urgency and panic and a life that is just custom fit for you. Where you feel easy, you feel at ease, you feel comfortable. You feel like you're in that cozy sweater. You just feel cared for and taken and held in a really high level. It's a huge difference being able to constrain. We want more time to rest, to connect, to recharge, to think, to not think, to nap. We want to be diverting as much of this time to us and and having less time in the busy work of productivity and the energy drains. Speed. This, this involves being able to constrain your brain. So here are our tips. Are you ready? You may have to take some notes. This has got some real good tips we haven't covered here. First is to create a list. I have a, just a fountain of ideas. If you could like imagine a chocolate fountain, fondue fountain, it is always going. So I, and this is true for many of my clients too, I encourage you to write them all down. So on my phone, I have a, I think it's a notes notepad that's labeled million dollar ideas. I'm not kidding. I just put all my ideas there. So when my brain perks up an idea... And I write it down immediately. My brain feels cared for. It's like, okay, she sees me. I don't need to keep spinning and reminding her. And and, did you forget? And isn't this idea great? And don't forget about me. No, 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 it's written down. So my brain really kind of settles in. Write yourself a list, write all those ideas down. You've got million dollar ideas too, I promise. Next tool is to. So this is the Pareto principle. You may have heard of it. 80% of all our outcomes are derived from 20% of causes. Or said another way, 80% of our results come from 20% of our effort. Ain't that something? Yeah, you can like really find the truth in it. But having constraint, we can focus our effort to maximize the results and maximize our free time, better results in a fraction of the time. We want to just keep gearing our brain to being that 20%, that directs 80% of our results. We want to keep into this high efficiency state so that we create really great results while taking care of ourselves, while having free time, while having more free time and avoiding those time and energy sinks. That even though it's productive to think about organizing the silverware door, if it doesn't lead you anywhere, if it leads you further astray from your goals, it's just making life harder. We want to minimize the time we're in the busy work. So as you look at your list of brilliant ideas we did in step one, the step, the 80-20 rule, use it as a filter. Is this thing my brain is really jazzed about doing? Is it gearing me towards 80% of my results or is it a distraction from 80% of our results? The thing your brain really wants to do takes you away from results in a meaningful way. It's time to just keep it on the list. It's time to shelve it unless there's some compelling reason to pursue it now. Like maybe taxes are due next week. You have a talk you're going to give in 60 minutes. Your editor is expecting the chapter at the end of the day. And then we start, we can reshuffle. We want to like build flexibility here. We may have to reshuffle when time, urgency, task is a priority. But if it's not, then we just put it back on the shelf. I like that takes us to our next tool is I actually like saying putting it in a treasure chest. So I imagine I have this little treasure chest and it is filled with all my brilliant ideas. So I call it a treasure chest because I want my brain to like see I'm honoring it, I'm taking it seriously, I'm building awareness around it. It's in the chest means that it's in my awareness and my mind can still nibble on it and noodle on it and marinate on it. And it's, I think my mind is working on it. It's shaping it up. So when I'm ready, when I've intentionally decided I'm taking this idea on in full capacity, that my brain has already been shaping it. So it is ready to go. And it's most likely to be successful with minimal effort. I like to check on the treasure chest every once in a while. I'll pull it open and say, "What's in here?" Kind of root around. Does anything need to be coming out now? Is everything pretty good, staying in there? I like to my. It really helps my brain settle to know that I'm I'm not forgetting about it. I'm coming back to it. There's all the goodies, and there is also no rush to see it now. We want to be intentional with what we're doing next. That's what the key to so much of the success. So my mind feels cared for and seen and honored. I'll often open the treasure chest with my coach. We'll just kind of pop in, see what's here. and I borrow her brain to use as a filter as well, just to kind of keep me on track so I don't dive in and feel frustrated or dive in and feel disappointed or never get out of it. And this can be the really powerful reason to pair up with a coach is so you have someone else's brain to help use as a filter as well. Next tool is commitment to a larger goal. Our brain loves to do everything right now immediately. And also wants, if you put in any effort, the brain wants all of that effort back right now immediately, which is so fun when it works. But more often than not, especially if you're gearing towards a very big, beautiful, impossible goal, it might not happen right away. And it might require more effort than you think. So what I like to fall back on is what my business coach, Stacey Babian, taught me was a three-year plan. Where are we going to be in three years? Let's break it down into three sizable chunks. Let's aim to get this done in year one or two, but then let's also give ourselves a buffer year because we might break everything in our company down. (laughs) We're growing quickly. Our systems that worked when we had two clients aren't going to work. when We have a hundred clients. So we want time to be building our infrastructure, building support and processes that will help create the growth we want to see. So, as you're considering, am I going to do this task or not? Check in with your three year plan. If the task is not in your three year plan at all, it doesn't help support your three year plan. It's probably not a task you want to pick up right now. Keep it on the list, put it in the treasure chest, come back to it. Next tool is from Dan Sullivan who wrote 10x is easier than 2x. It's a wild principle that I completely agree is true. And it comes back to our brains always underestimate how much effort it'll take. Our brains just think we're always going to f- we leave 15 minutes before it takes us to get to work. We're not going to hit any red lights, there's going to be no pedestrians in the walkway, we're going to get a really close parking spot, no one's going to stop us to talk to us, we're not going to have any distractions, no one will call us. Our brain just thinks we're going to have well, the life is effortless, which is awesome. And sometimes that happens. But our brains underestimate what it takes. And so that's where it's important to realize that we want to consider 10Xing versus 2Xing. So this is, let me give you an example of this. When we tell our brains, we want to create five more clients. Five is so, so small. It's such a small number, right? So I'm at, let's say I'm at zero, I'm a new coach and I want to get to five. Five is such a small number that our brain really doesn't stretch itself at all. It's like, we just keep doing what we're doing. We just keep thinking at this level. We just keep going with what we know, more of the same, and we'll get to this number because it's not very big. It doesn't require much of us. And we're much more likely to settle for two clients or three clients. And we actually never get to our goal of five, even though the number's small. I've seen this hundreds of times. It always happens. So here's what you want to do. You want to tell your brain, instead of looking for five clients, we want to look for 50 clients. We want to 10x what we're actually looking for. I'm sure Dan Sullivan, by the way, this is what he's saying. I just started listening to his book. So I I plan on circling back. But I think this is how I interpreted the introduction of his book, is that we want to look for 10x. We want to train our brain to not look for the five, but look for the 50. And what's really brilliant about this is when you're looking at five and you're at maybe you have no clients or you have one client your brain just going to say, we just work harder. We just keep putting out more content. We just keep showing up on social media. We just keep posting. Our brains solve for that. It's going to be that's so close. We're almost there. We just work harder. And we really want to get out of this hustle culture that we learned in medicine. We want to get to a place of working harder is actually not even what we want to do. We want to be creating better results with less effort so we have more time. Our clients, by the way, they don't want a coach who's always working harder. They want a coach who's working smarter, who's thinking at a higher level. And how you get your brain to operate at a higher level is you set it for 10x what you think you need. If you think you need five clients, you need to be moving in the direction that that you think is required for 50 clients. Because more often than not, that effort that's actually required for 50 clients is what's required for five, just because our brain underestimates everything. It doesn't mean we need to work 10 times as harder, because if you're a busy physician, you're probably working at capacity as is. So we're not trying to work harder or take more time to do things. It's about really gearing our mind to work smarter. So what I'll often ask my clients, is it possible someone in the world could create 50 clients in six months? Because they're thinking there's no way I can do 50 clients. But I say, is it possible for someone? i are like, yeah, somebody, I, I can think somebody does that. All right, if it's possible for somebody, it's also possible for you. So then we start thinking, what is that coach who's created 50 clients in six months? What is she doing? We start thinking like her, we start acting like her, and then we have her result. We have those 50 clients. It's not about working more, it's about working smarter. It's about having our brain work at a higher level, building systems and processes to support growth at 50 versus five. And that's how you close on your goal so much faster. It's how you help constrain your brain to really focus on the activities that are going to give you that result you're looking for. I've heard multiple coaches now, so I just think it has to be true. Multiple coaches at the multi-million dollar level who say it's easier to make millions of dollars a year than it is to make that first 100K. That first $100,000 revenue is always the hardest. It's easier to create at a bigger level. So we just want to keep where our brain wants to be like, let's focus on five. We want to keep expanding it. And no, no, we're looking at 50 Next tool is to be looking at the thoughts and feelings that are driving your decision about this task you're about to create. So if the thoughts and feelings are, I just have to do it, everyone says I should, all my friends are doing this, my boss expects this, I can't say no, I have to do this to be a good doctor. And all those thoughts have you feeling small and they feel all the thoughts feel so heavy. We need to pause and interrupt this thinking. This this thinking is going to bring urgency and fear and it will be infused in your actions, and you will create more urgency and fear at the end of that. So this is where you want to pause, get with your coach, explore all those thought errors, really explore those thoughts, because those types of heavy thoughts just create more heaviness in your life. Versus, you could do the exact same thing. So I'm not saying don't write the book chapter, but I'm saying position it in a way. If you're going to write it, have powerful thoughts and feelings fueling it and supporting it. You don't have to write it. You don't have to not write it. But if you're going to write it, fuel it with really powerful thoughts and feelings so you're taking care of yourself while you're accomplishing this goal. So some thoughts and feelings that I've used that I found very helpful is, I'm doing this because I really want to. I've always wanted to do this. This feels very aligned, feels intentional on purpose. I full believe I can get it done. I full believe it fits in my three-year plan. I full believe it's going to help me create the 10x results I'm looking for. It feels light and good and curious and exciting. These are the thoughts and feelings you're looking for. If you have them naturally without any coaching, beautiful. It will partner very easy with this task to move on. You're creating from light and airiness that will be infused in your product. You create more light and airiness in your life. Now, and I'll pause for a tangent note in here and say that you can really coaching is powerful. You can coach yourself to do anything with light and airiness. I generally, though, my rec- my recommendation is to coach yourself as least as possible. What that means, and that might sound like, what is she talking about? She's a coach. I say like the more you're aligned with what you want to do, then you don't have to coach. If you naturally like, I want to do this, it feels light and airy. feels really good. It fits with my three-year plan as part of my 80-20 rule. It's going to help 10x. Like all that is aligned. You don't need any coaching there. That's amazing. Then go for it. There are some areas in our life though, like taxes or there's parts of the back end of businesses or The parts of medicine that can be not fun. And we still don't want to force ourselves kicking and screaming. That's when we want to start investigating what our thoughts and feelings would be so useful in supporting this next phase. Next tool, check in with your capacity. Do you have the time and energy to do this now? It's a yes or no question. Yes or no, right? We want to check in. So many times, physicians say, I can do it. I can do it. I can just cut out a little here. And we don't really look at, what we're sacrificing to make this decision. So we don't look at, oh yeah, I'm going to have to give up a couple weekends or I'm going to stay up a few, stay up late a few nights or I'm going to have to check, um, not plan any Saturday family activities for a little while. We just don't check in with our capacity, but we want to just get in the habit of checking in. What is my capacity in this moment? Do I have the time and energy to do this? It could be a brilliant idea and opportunity, but if you don't have the time and energy, let's say you're moving across the country, it really might not be the right time. And so, even if it's brilliant, we just put it back on the shelf, knowing that if it's meant to be, it's for sure going to keep coming around. I promise you. I don't. I have coached. It's got to be a really common topic where someone turns down a book project, and, and their thought is, "But I'll never get one again." Folks, they are going to hunt you down the rest of your life to give you book projects. I promise you. Book chapters, even more so. You will never, ever, ever be stopped. Asked to be writing books for people. And so and if it's an opportunity that you really like, you might, if it's something that's really meant to be, it probably doesn't have to be done. Now if it feels urgent, I would just question. If it feels urgent, there's probably some lie of a storyline going on. Things that are good and right don't feel like urgent and I have to. So I would just bring that to coaching and investigate that a little bit. We don't want to be creating from urgency, it just creates more urgency. So do I have the time to get this done? If it's not, we just put it back on the shelf. We put it back in the treasure chest. It doesn't mean it never gets done, but we do it when we have capacity. This is about developing intentional, deliberate restraint and constraint for our brilliance. So we're just focusing on getting better results done faster. I also like to just, uh, related to this, is offer this next tool is, is to check in with your capacity to make good decisions sometimes we're just not in a good place to make decisions. Now, I'll say I do teach a five-step process of how to make good decisions fast. And this is a really major theme of the program. But I want to let you know that just even if you're not in the program, you want to be able to check, am I in a good place to make a decision? Which is, if you've been on call and not slept for two weeks, that is not a good time to make a decision, right? Your brain is exhausted. Just had a baby and the hormones are really high and the Visa commercial makes you sob uncontrollably not a great time to make a decision. Your promotion package is due next week and you're very, very focused on it. You have COVID, partner sick, mother is traveling, boss stopped by and said, hey, by the way, can you lead this committee? You've had no time to think about it. Like None of those are great s- situations to make a decision from. So my advice is to have a decision embargo. Don't make decisions when you're feeling super emotional or very focused on something else, or you haven't had time to think about it. Or you haven't brought it to coaching yet. I assure you, you can come back to it, but you want to make sure you're in a good place to make decisions. I cannot tell you how many decisions on a tired mind. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I definitely want to. And I got a good night's sleep and I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I said no. That's a nightmare. Right? A rested brain is like night and day. So you want to make sure when you're making decisions, you are in a good place to make the decisions, whether that's about book chapters or service assignments or vacations. So this is what you can say when your boss comes by. By the way, this is just a very common leadership technique to catch people off guard, ask them when you're in their presence. It's so much harder to say no. So it's a very common leadership technique. You will get this all the time where like, can you do this, can you do this, but but, 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 you cover call, can you lead the med school lecture, can you pick this up? So here's where you can just go ahead ahead of time practicing. That sounds amazing. Thank you for bringing this to me. I have this deadline I'm working on right now for whatever if you want to. Can I circle back with you in two weeks? or you get to decide the time frame. you get to decide you don't have to have an excuse, but you can let them know I'm on call the next two weeks. things are really strained right now. Can I I want to take some time to make the best choice for you? Can I circle back with you by Monday? or by next month, or you get to decide, then you come into coaching and we will help you make that decision. You might just say yes, but we want you to love your reasons for it. If you say no, we want you to love your reasons there too, and just have the words, the energy, the presence to make the best decision for you. Next tool is stick to your decision, right? You've made a decision. It is not useful to question it every minute of the day. It's just not, right? It wastes so much time and confusion. And every time you go through that spin that I make the right decision, it just erodes your self-confidence, which makes it even harder to move forward. So my advice is make the decision, come to coaching to support your decision and your processes, and then trust yourself and sit in the decision. Of course, you can change the decision anytime. we were developing the skill of making good decisions fast, of building confidence and belief in us and ourselves. So I'll give you an example here. If I were to change my podcast format every single time I had an idea for it, that'd be a really bad idea because it would be so different every time and listeners wouldn't know what to expect and it would create so much, like it would take up so much real estate in my brain. So every, I don't know, I'd probably every year I, I just kind of sit with, is there anything substantial I want to change about my podcast? Sometimes I say no and sometimes I say yes. And I'll, I'll give myself a long runway for it. I'll give myself like, I'm, I'm going to change my run, my podcast this next summer. I'm going to just kind of really be sitting in that, that this is happening. This is coming. I feel really good about it. It's aligned with my three-year plan. It's part of my 80-20 rule. It's part of 10xing my goals. And I allow myself to make that decision and stick with that decision. Make it this deliberate constraint. Now, when Summer goes by and I've changed my podcast. I sit with that decision. We don't change anything. Doesn't mean it's perfect, doesn't mean I don't have a lot of discomfort sometimes when I have ideas, but I just keep reminding myself we are practicing the art of sticking with our decisions and sticking by them. This podcast is good enough. There are other priorities. Perfection is the enemy of done. This is good enough. Which brings me to a next rule or tool that I love to offer is and I think this is our last one is to let your decisions breathe. So once you've made the decision, you want to stick with it, so your decisions can breathe. So you can start seeing the, your decisions, the results thereof, out in the world, engaging with people, interacting with people. You can study it. You can uplevel it. We want to be able to always. We want to be able to improve on what we have, but we can't improve unless we've studied it first. since we have seen how it interacts. So after I make a change to my podcast, I'll just require myself to sit with that change for a certain amount of time, to let it be, to study it, to see what people, how people react to it, how I react to it. And the next change happens when I just can't stand it any longer. I'm like, it just, for me, it starts as a little whisper and then it gets louder and louder and louder. And then I feel like it's knocking on my door and then I feel like it's beating my head down. <laughs> I kind of, I don't make any substantial changes. I just cannot stand it anymore. And I decide on purpose and it's in my three-year plan. And I'm very intentional. I know it's part of my 80-20 rule filter. It's towards my 10X rule. I feel very compelled and inspired and deliberate and intentional that this is what I'm doing. So as you can see, there is a lot of subjectivity about filtering through your brilliance. These tools are designed to help you put things on the shelves, put things in the treasure chest, come to coaching so we can figure this out. This is why, and and I want to say here that everyone's decision filter tree will be very different. People who are preparing themselves to be vice chair might have a different path than someone who's looking at at recovering from burnout and wants to get more of their time back. Their decisions are going to be different. Their filters are going to be different. Neither of them are wrong or better. It's just everything is unique. And this is the power of why customized coaching can be so dialed in and customized and perfect and powerful for you to distinguish between those intentional decisions and subtle procrastination to get the results you deserve in less time than you think. And this is the work we do every day in my program. Join us. Enroll today or schedule your free coaching consultation at yourpathandfocus.com. See you next time, everyone. Bye.